Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to go over my experience using fossil removers, and I'll touch on the differences in each brand of fossil remover, and what I've kind of experimented on my pool route, and the results of those experiments. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open 7 days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's Referral Program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. So all the phosphory movers out there on the market today have the same main ingredient, lanthanum. And now basically the only difference you're going to find between natural chemistry Arenda, Biodex, is the strength of the phosphor remover itself, and they come in different strengths. So I'll start with the one that I use frequently, and it's the weakest one, and that's the natural chemistry phosphory. Now when I say weak, I don't mean that it's not effective. It doesn't have the same concentration as the other formulas out there, which has some good side effects, or good effects rather, by not being as strong. So you can introduce phosphory directly to the skimmer, and this is good for treating phosphate levels that are pretty low. Typically, the manufacturer wants you to treat phosphates when they're at 300 parts per billion. If it's a 1,000 or more parts per billion, then you have to use a stronger concentration of phosphate remover in the pool to remove those. And basically, any kind of phosphate problem you're having, you kind of pick and choose the phosphate remover based on how, how many parts per billion is in the pool. Now, there's a lot of people out there that don't think phosphates are a problem. And you may agree with them, you may not agree with them, but if you listen to any of the experts talk about it, from Harold Evans to Natural Chemistry, they pretty much will state that since the municipalities add phosphates to the water itself, plus there's a lot more phosphates in regular products that you use, the phosphate problem has been exacerbated over the years because of all the phosphates introduced into the environment by manufacturers. There's a lot of pool chemicals also that have phosphates in them itself, like tile cleaners and metal removers, things like that of that nature. So there are phosphates out there. Whether you buy into it or not, you're going to have problems with pools with high phosphates. So at one point or another, you may run into a problem with phosphates out there on your pool route. So basically, what I use the phosphate remover for is to prevent algae blooms and also to maintain a pool to enhance the chlorine level in the pool. Now, the manufacturers can't state that the phosphate remover kills algae. It doesn't technically kill algae anyway. However, it does help in a pool that you're treating for algae. So the first thing you want to do is remove the algae by superchlorinating the pool. And then a lot of times the pool has high algae because of the phosphate issue in the pool, whether it's 300 parts per billion or 1,000 parts per billion, depending on the pool. So I think there's a real link between the phosphate level and algae growth in the pool. Of course, there's other factors. There's the fact that you may not have enough free chlorine in the pool week to week. But I think 
that one of the main factors is a phosphate level in the pool. And I think what you need to do in that case is to do a maintenance dose of phosphate remover. And I like the phosphory as a maintenance dose because of the four ounce cap. You can kind of measure it in. And so you may just want to put four ounces in a 10,000 gallon pool every week or eight ounces, depending on how much you want to put in. Typically, I'll put about eight ounces in a 15,000 gallon pool every week until I see some results of chlorine holding better that next week or in previous in the following weeks, the chlorine level is holding well, then I know it's effective. And the phosphory is good because it doesn't cloud up the pool water. And if you're adding eight ounces to 15,000 gallons of water, it's not going to cause the filter pressure to go up also. So those are some good factors of the phosphory. It's not really made to treat phosphate levels of 1,000 parts per million or higher. You would use the Phosphory Max. You would use the PR10,000 by Arenda. You would use the C-Clear Phosphate Remover. It's more concentrated. And you would use maybe their Pro Blends. There's the um, the Trade Grade, and then there's the Pro Series of the Phosphate Remover by Natural Chemistry. And these are higher concentrations of it. And they will have a bigger side effect on the water. So if you're using the Pro Blends or if you're using PR10,000 or the C-Clear version or the Biodex version, you'll introduce that directly into the pool water itself. And the pool water is going to get cloudy um, because of that effect. So if you have a customer that's having a party soon or doesn't like their pool looking bad at all, like cloudy, they'll call you and bug you on that. You definitely want to use the Phos-Free since it doesn't really cloud the water up and it's fairly effective in treating phosphates and it won't clog the filter up too much. But if you use a large dose of it to treat a high level of phosphates like a thousand parts per billion, you're going to be using a larger dose and then the filter may get clogged up. So basically after 48 hours, you want to backwash or take the cartridge filter apart and clean it to kind of reduce that filter PSI. And the reason why the filter gets clogged up when you use a phosphate remover is that the remover binds with the phosphates and then that's how it removes them from the water. It gets caught up in the filter and removes the phosphates from the water. I guess I should backtrack and even say that phosphates are basically a food for algae, one of their food sources, and so you're actually removing one of their food sources. So it doesn't technically kill the algae, but this algae doesn't have that food source there. You want to make sure you clean the filter because that can be reintroduced to the pool and cause algae again. So take take the filter apart or backwash it to kind of get that out of the filter. And besides that, a pool doesn't run really well when the filter has high PSI or it's a clogged up. So you definitely want to clean the filter. A lot of times if you're doing a phosphate treatment and the phosphate levels are really high, you're going to get some kind of dropout into the pool. And that's kind of the attached phosphate still drop to the pool floor. And you're going to see like a powder or a dust on the floor. And that could be from the attached phosphates dropping out onto the pool floor. Um, depending on you know the situation and how much phosphate remover you put in the pool, that could happen. Now, I've done a test where I've overdosed the pool with phosphate remover just to see what would happen to the pool, and it wasn't really pretty. Basically, I used uh, almost a whole gallon of the sea clear in a 20,000-gallon pool, which is way overdosing the pool, by the way. And I wanted to see the results, and it was a quad D filter, and right away the PSI went up to a point where I had to clean the filter the next day. And I just had cleaned that filter like a month ago. So, And that was a 60 uh, square foot quad D filter, which was a pretty large filter. And the results were overdosing the pool with phosphate remover definitely will clog up the filter. And then there was a large amount of attached phosphates that dropped to the bottom of the pool. And so there was a white powder 
on the bottom of the pool from the treatment. So I highly recommend not overdosing a pool with faucet remover unless you want to really mess up the pool. So I would definitely recommend using the manufactured recommended dose for the phosphate level. And of course, if you get the Orenda app, they have the dosing calculator for the PR10,000. You can kind of use that as a guide when you're adding the phosphates, depending on the phosphate level of the pool. And again, it's debatable in the industry what level you should treat the phosphates at. You have experts like Bob Lowry that don't think that it's a major issue and you shouldn't be putting it in there unless it's, you know, a really high level of phosphate in there if you're having problems. And then, of course, you have the manufacturers that kind of set the bar at 300 parts per billion. And in my testing, I don't know who's right and who's wrong. All I know is that when I'm using the phosphate remover as a maintenance dose in the pool, there's no algae in the pool growing. The chlorine holds longer. And for me, I think the empirical evidence shows that the phosphate remover does help with the water quality. You can use a blended formula with the phosphate remover and enzyme in there. And I think the most recognizable one at the pool store would be the natural chemistry, um, pool perfect and phosphate free. I think it's a good blend of uh, the enzyme and phosphate remover that you can add to your pool every week. And it does help. So basically, the phosphate removers in my testing work effectively. I did a test uh, not too long ago in a pool, in a spa, that had really constant algae in it. I think mainly because it just wasn't flowing well. It was a pretty large spa, and I've always noticed the spillway in the spa wasn't moving too well, and there was really no way to adjust it. It has a bypass, and unless I set to return the spa only, then the pool would be affected. So you may have a spa like this on your route, where it's just not flowing really well. And that's just kind of like a builder error when they put the plumbing in and it doesn't have good flow. So there was a lot of dead areas in the spa and it had constant algae in there and I would brush it, treat it, it wouldn't go away. So I decided to do an experiment. So I took some phosphate remover, poured it into the spa directly, and then I kind of just left it like that with a high chlorine level, of course, in the pool. And this really actually took out the algae in the spa, which I was surprised. And so then I started experimenting with the phosphate remover more with pools with algae and existing algae, and I found that it was effective. It's not an algicide, but with a high chlorine level, I found that the phosphate remover was very effective in helping a pool that had some stubborn algae in it. And if you ever use the pool RX, you'll put a unit in the pool, and you may it doesn't work you know, right away a lot of times on a lot of algae if it's really aggressive in there or algae that's really stuck to the surface. And so I've also experimented using a pool RX and then adding the phosphate remover. And it's, the results were really good. The algae was eliminated much quicker than with just the pool RX by itself. So you can test this yourself. You know, it's not rocket science. You can do various tests with the different manufacturers. You can get a bottle of PR10,000, Phosfree, Phosfree Max, the C Clear, which I think is very similar to the Phosfree Max. I have to call them on that. They're actually natural chemistry owned C Clear now. And then the Biodex phosphate remover, which people rave about and say that's one of the better ones that they've used out there. Just get one of each, test them out in pools, do various tests with it. Of course, get phosphate test strips, or if you have the spin touch, you can test the phosphates with that. But basically, do your own experimenting out there with the phosphate remover and see if it actually works for you out there. Just don't overdose the pool. And note that if you're using a larger dose to treat high phosphate levels, that the filter needs to be clean because the filter PSI definitely will rise. And you may see some, you know, phosphate dust drop to the bottom of the pool. 
And, you know, that's one of the things that you're going to notice when you use phosphate remover in a high dose amount um, in a pool. Those are the side effects of that. But if you're using a small amount, like I mentioned, the eight ounces per 15,000 gallons, or if your pool's smaller, using four ounces in there, you're not going to have the cloudy water nor the filter clog that clog up. So try it with the smaller doses and see if it helps your pools out there on your pool route, especially if you're going to have problems with the trichlor tablet shortage and you want to make the chlorine last longer in the pool. I've got a whole season using phosphate remover and enzymes in pools, and I found it to be highly effective. And again, the manufacturer's hands are kind of tied of what they can say or how effective they can say their product is because basically the EPA will come down on them pretty hard if they're claiming something about their product and they can't prove it. And even getting EPA um, registration on a product as an algicide is a complex process. So the manufacturers don't even bother with that because phosphate removers technically aren't an algicide anyway. They just remove the food source from the pool that the algae uses to consume, to grow, and multiply. So if you use common sense or logic, if you remove the food source from the algae, then therefore it can't grow. And that's kind of what the phosphate remover does. It removes the phosphate out of the water into the filter. Um, it drops it down to the pool surface and you vacuum it out. And you definitely can see a big difference um, once you start using the phosphate remover in the pool. Now, which one is the best? Like I mentioned, they're all different strains. I like the Arenda PR10,000. I think it's highly effective. I've done tests with that one with phosphate levels of 2,000 parts per billion, and it dropped it to zero, no problem. I've also done tests with the phosphree in pools with less phosphate levels, and it dropped it to zero also. So I think it's just mainly your preference, what you like out there, but they all basically have the lanthanum in there that is the phosphory mover, and in different amounts and different strengths. So go with whichever one you like, and you know there's plenty of choices out there on the market, and again, try it yourself. Do some testing. Don't take my word for it. You know, do some, you know, some testing out on your pool route with it on some problem pools or pools that look good and see if that improves it. Um, but definitely, I think from my testing that phosphate removers do work, that they are necessary now because of all the phosphates being entered into the water um, in different ways. And definitely it's something that we didn't deal with when I first started. Maybe we didn't even deal with it eight years ago or 10 years ago, but now I think we're dealing with the phosphate problem in the current era with all the different things that are going on in the um, byproducts of products, the municipalities putting phosphates in the water and things of that nature because I am testing pools with more phosphates than I've ever tested before. And I'm in Southern California in the suburbs, not a rural area where we have farms and things like that or in Florida where they have swamps. Um, there's nothing like that here, and there are high, and there are high phosphate levels in the pools on my pool route. So I can imagine in rural areas and in the Florida areas where you have you know swamp or I guess I should be more uh, politically correct. I'll call it the marsh, which is what people call it down there. My aunt lives in St. Augustine, and she gets offended when I call it swampland. Um, it's the marsh, she says. So anyway, wherever, whatever you want to call it, if you're in an area where you could have a lot of phosphates. I imagine that the phosphate levels are even higher than they are here in Southern California. And if you're looking for the resources on phosphate removers or removal, I have some videos. You can find them on my website, swimmingpoollearning.com. I have some links to products, the phosphate products that I mentioned here. You can also find those on my website, swimmingpoollearning.com. 
And you can listen to previous podcasts that I recorded with guests like uh, Harold Evans, Bob Lowry, Natural Chemistry about their phosphor removers and kind of learn more about that. If you go to the banner on the website, you'll see a podcast icon. Click on that and kind of just scroll down until you find an episode recorded on the phosphate treatment in the pool. And if you're in the industry and want to enhance your business, definitely check out my coaching program at poolguycoaching.com. A lot of great information there as well as a discount on your general liability insurance. Again, you can learn more at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week, and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Yeah! Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at Get skimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's get skimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.